guys, what is good? This is Morgan Mueller coming at you with the Joy and Hope podcast, where we seek to bring light to the dark. We actually have each of these episodes begin as a YouTube video. So if you would like to watch the original content on YouTube, search my name, Morgan, M-O-R-G-A-N, Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, on YouTube, look for the Joy and Hope logo. But otherwise, thanks for being here. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, guys. Morgan here, bringing you another episode of Joy and Hope. So, don't know if you were aware of this or not, but we are now halfway through the season of Lent. So, I thought it'd be a really good time to check ourselves, keep each other accountable, and see how our Lenten promises are going. And let's be honest, did we even make any Lenten promises at all? Oh no, I forgot it was Lent, and I've just just been so busy with the coronavirus, and I just have... Excuses, excuses, excuses. I've been there too. So I just figured we should talk about it. So before we get into everything, let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Guys, I almost started the Bless Us, O Lord, meal prayer. Totus tuus Maria ego sum. I am totally yours, Mary. Oh man, guys, sometimes we are just humbled. (laughs) And isn't that what Lent is all about? Okay, so let's talk Lent. What is it? How do we do it? Help. Okay, so first, I really like this simple, easy definition. I want to read it to you. This is coming from Faith Central, um, the website. It says Catholic Home on the Web. So seems legit. If you want to fact check it, it is in the description. It's in the description below. Check out the link. Um, Let me tilt my phone sideways so that I don't have to squint. Okay, so it says, Lent defined in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, which I checked. All these paragraphs were in there. They just combine them. So the liturgical season of 40 days, which begins with Ash Wednesday and ends with the celebration of of the Paschal Mystery, or Easter Triduum, which is the three days before Easter Sunday, so Holy Thursday, when we recall Jesus' Last Supper with his apostles, Good Friday, when we recall Jesus dying on the cross to save us, and Holy Saturday, when we remember Christ being dead, laid in the tomb. So, starts Ash Wednesday, um... Ash Wednesday being a day where we get ashes on our forehead. Though the summer, or sorry, the spring semester I was abroad in Italy, I'm pretty sure they put ashes on the actual head. It was very interesting. But wherever the ashes are placed, you get ashes at Mass, and it's to symbolize um, in Scripture how God says, Remember, you are dust, and to dust you shall return. God created us out of the dust of the earth. We read that in Genesis when he makes Adam and Eve. And so it's just a really good reminder that, hey, I'm nothing. Like, I owe everything I am to God. So Ash Wednesday helps us recall that. And then that's how we begin the season of Lent, ends with the Easter Triduum. Lent is the primary penitential season in the church's liturgical year. Okay, pause. 
because <laughs> let's be honest, maybe some of these are big words we don't know. So Lent is the primary, so main. Lent is the main penitential season. What does it mean to be penitent? To be sorry for something. So Lent is the main season where we're saying that we're sorry, coming before God seeking forgiveness. In the church's liturgical year. What does liturgical mean? It means liturgy. What is the liturgy? It means the mass. So our celebration of the mass where we remember and make present um, Christ's sacrifice on the cross all over again every time there is a mass. So it's just saying Lent is the main season in the year, um, the liturgical year, meaning the masses that kind of every Sunday and every day of the week too, because they're said every day. Mass is said every single day in the world except on Good Friday. So the liturgy, the liturgical year, just think of it as being marked by all these different masses, all these different feast days. Lent is just the main season where we are saying we're sorry during this whole church year. And what makes the church year a little bit different than the regular year. So when we think of the year beginning, normally we think New Year's Day, January 1st. But in the Catholic Church, the new year of the church is Advent. So the first Sunday of Advent, which is usually late November, early December, just depending on the days and when Christmas falls, which is always December 25th. So Lent is the primary penitential season in the church's liturgical year, reflecting the 40 days Jesus spent in the desert in fasting and prayer. If you have any questions about that, comment below. So that's what Lent is. That's why we celebrate it. Now, how do we do it? I'm going to go to the actual catechism for this definition, though this website also quotes this. It's just way far down there. And to avoid having to scroll and bore you, I'm just going to read it. Okay, this comes from paragraph 1434 in the Catechism. So it says, the interior, so inner, penance, we already talked about what a penance is, the interior penance of the Christian can be expressed, shown, in many and various ways. So that's saying there are a lot of ways that you can show God that you're sorry and want to amend or fix your life. <laughs> Putting it in your own words. We're going back to fourth grade when your teacher's like, what does that mean in your own words? I'm helping you guys out. You're welcome. It continues. Scripture, so sacred scripture, and the church fathers, who are some of the earliest members of the church, that Christ instituted, who we get a lot of teachings from, who expanded a lot upon the teachings of Christ. So in the Catholic Church, we really do rely a lot on scripture, but then we also rely on tradition, and the fathers, the church fathers, fall into that. So scripture and the fathers insist above all ways that you can do penance, they say three forms, fasting, prayer, and almsgiving, which express conversion, so coming back to God, kind of think of it like that, in relation to oneself, to God, and others. 
So what they're saying is that by doing fasting, you are kind of like fixing yourself. Prayer, you're fixing your relationship with God. So like think of it as getting right with yourself, getting right with God, and then almsgiving, getting right with others. Okay, we're going to explain that a little bit more in one second. But here's how this goes into Lent. So it says in paragraph 1438, the seasons and days of penance in the course of the liturgical year, and then in parentheses it says Lent, and each Friday in memory of the death of the Lord, are intense moments of the church's penitential practice. These times are particularly appropriate, meaning that this would be a really good time to do this, for spiritual exercises, penitential liturgies. So remember, we just talked about what those two words mean. So that's saying like masses that are specifically about saying we're sorry. Pilgrimages, so trips to holy sites in the world as signs of penance. Voluntary self-denial, such as fasting and almsgiving and fraternal sharing, which in parentheses says charitable and missionary works. That's a mouthful. Oh my gosh, no wonder we have to have teachers that simplify this. Okay, so here's what that means. In a nutshell, during the season of Lent, whenever we talk about our Lenten promises, it's not just giving something up for 40 days, calling it good. I used to think that's what it was because that's what people told me that it was. Well, no wonder people don't understand it because sometimes it's just a little bit tricky to understand because words are hard. <laughs> but let me break it down for you and for myself. So what it means is that during the season of Lent, we're called in three special ways above all else. Like you can have as many ways as you want. Like that last paragraph listed a bunch of things like pilgrimage, question mark. But I'm going to focus on three ways. So fasting, because it helps you fix, like get right with yourself. Prayer, which helps you get right with God. And almsgiving, which helps you get right with others. So a few years ago when I learned this, I was like, oh, cool. So actually during the season of Lent, I want to focus on three promises, if we want to call them Lenten promises. And they're going to be about these three things. Okay, so. I want to give you guys some practical tips that's going to help explain all of these. Okay, so bear with me. So the first practical tip I have for you as far as the season of Lent. Pray months in advance about what these three Lenten promises should look like for you, which I'll explain more in a second. But if you're like me, a couple years ago, like up until that point in my life, I did not really take Lent seriously. As one of my really good friends puts it, she's like, I hate Lent. And why? Because sometimes it sneaks up on you and then you feel guilty because you don't have any promises and you feel like you're trying to force things and it's not sincere and from the heart. Okay, problem solved. Whenever later in this year, it's Halloween and you're at a Halloween party and all of a sudden you're just like, whoa, Lent. Like that's in five months. I don't need to worry about it. I don't know when you think of Lent, if you ever think of Lent, but when you do, just shoot up a really quick prayer and be like, whoa, Lord, I don't really know why I'm thinking of Lent. Maybe the Holy Spirit inspired me to do it, but probably. 
just shoot up a little prayer and be like, but Lord, what do you want me to do for Lent? Like this upcoming Lent, what do you want me to do? And then just move on with your day. And then every time that happens in the preceding months, start to take it a little more seriously. And then when maybe Lent is like a month away and people are starting to talk about it, start praying about it more regularly. Whether it's every day, whether it's once a week, just shoot up the same really fast prayer. Because guys, prayer doesn't have to be long or difficult. So just be like, Lord, what do you want me to do for Lent? Because he'll tell you. Um, speaking of which, I want to give you an example that goes along with my second tip for you. Um, choose things that are relevant to you. Just because your mom is giving up chocolate or just because your friends are giving up soda, take it more seriously. Not that they're not, but don't just do something because someone else is doing it. Choose things that are relevant to you. So for example, this year in my life, um, yep. Starting a couple months ago, whenever I would think about Lent, I'd be like, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? And I kid you not, guys, like it was a week out from Lent. And I was still like, Lord, I don't know what to do. Like I have a couple ideas, but I'm not really sure. And two of the things came to me before the third. So remember I talked about prayer, fasting, alms, or sorry, fasting, prayer, almsgiving. Okay, so... I could not think of anything to do as far as fasting. That just wasn't coming to me. But I knew what my prayer was going to be. I knew what my prayer promise was going to be for Lent. And I don't know if any of you have ever heard of doing a consecration, but a consecration is a special way to promise yourself to someone, whether um, it's to a certain saint or to God through the intercession of a certain saint. And that's, that's what mine was going to be. I've done different consecrations in my life that are specifically entrusting myself to Jesus through Mary, the Blessed Mother. But there are lots of different ways that you can do that. And I had never done this one by St. Louis de Montfort called True Devotion to Mary. But I was really inspired to do so for a lot of different reasons that I won't bore you with. But that's what I knew going into Lent that I wanted to do. Because something special about that is you choose a feast day to marry, to end on, and to make your special promise on. And if you all don't know, during the month of March, March 25th is one of the greatest feasts of Mary in the church. It's the Feast of the Annunciation, where we remember the angel Gabriel coming to Mary and asking her to be the mother of Jesus. So that's on March 25th every year. So I decided months ago I was going to do that. And so since it involves a lot of prayers in a day, I was like, okay, that's going to be my prayer. Even if it's going to be over before Lent is over, that just, that just feels right. I know faith isn't about a feeling, but I think sometimes, depending on your personality, I think that it is kind of like that sense of this just feels right. So that was what my prayer portion, my prayer promise was going to be for Lent. So I knew that months ago and I was like, cool, a week out from Lent. I was like, I know that. And then the third one was almsgiving. What is almsgiving? According to S-I-R-I, which I don't want to say his name because he's going to pop up and we don't need that. Um, it is the practice of giving money or food to the poor. Okay. 
Yesterday in a video I posted, I talked a lot about tithing and how we can give financially and how we're called as Catholics to give financially. But let's say that I'm still in a place in my life where even though I'm, I'm tithing because that's really important to me, I don't really know if it is prudent in my life situation to give even more money away right now just because I'm, you know, trying and needing to save a little bit with what's going on in my life. So I just didn't really feel called to like give even more money. I was like, I'm sticking with tithing. That's good. But I don't know about the money thing. I don't know if I'm called to give in that way. And then um, as far as food to the poor, that also involves money. And I know there are a couple organizations in my town that maybe I could give my time to, to help them or volunteer in different places. But for whatever reason, you guys, that just didn't seem right either, even though those are awesome things. And I know some people who are doing those things for their Lenten intention. But I was like, Lord, like, what do you want me to do for this almsgiving portion? What do you want me to give that can help me give myself to others? Because remember, fasting is about getting right with yourself. Prayer is about getting right with God. So that's what I'm doing through my consecration right now. But then I was like, what about others? How am I called to give to others? And one day it just, boom, a couple weeks away from Lent starting, I was like, my job, my job at the beginning of Lent, I knew was going to require me to get up extra early, which it always has. But I realized a way that I had been really selfish was not offering to open the coffee house that I work in because it's always me or my manager opening and she has kids and, you know, more going on than I do. And so I realized that I was being selfish by not offering to open for her more often. And so I was like, okay. That's what I'm going to do for my almsgiving portion of Lent. I'm going to offer to my manager to tell me any days throughout the Lenten season that she wants me to open. And I'm going to do that willingly and lovingly and without complaining. So I did. So I offered that to her a little over a month ago before Lent started. And she was so appreciative. And she was like, of course, that would be awesome. And we figured out what days I was going to open. And we've been doing that. So that was my third thing. But I still was stuck on the fasting and I was just like so torn. I was like, Lord, what do you want me to do? Guys, God will answer your prayers. It might not be until the last minute, but hey, that's what trust is for, right? So it was literally like the day before Lent <laughs> or two days before Lent. And it Hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, I hit the snooze button every morning on my alarm clock, just about. And I hate it. And it makes me miserable. And I wake up not determined to start my day, not in a good mood, feeling lazy because I've already hit the snooze so many times. And for so many reasons, it just kind of wrecks the whole rest of my day, not just waking up when my alarm clock goes off for the first time. And the idea came and it was like fast from hitting the snooze button. 
you guys, that has been such a struggle this Lent. I even talk about I even talk about that in one of my most recent videos about what it actually means to die for Christ. Feel free to go check it out if you want. But guys, it, it it's been so hard. And I don't know why, but it just has and it has been such a struggle, but it's been so good for me because I can see how that self-discipline has translated into other areas of my life where normally I might kind of be a pushover in this situation. Now, just by doing this act of not hitting snooze, I'm more able by God's grace to be like, no, in this situation, or yes, when I should say yes in this other situation. So second tip, choose things that are relative to you. I promise you, my three things look so different than most people in my life's promises, but they've been so good for me. I can promise you, they've helped me get right with myself, they've helped me get right with God, and they've been helping me get right with others, and it's just beautiful to see the graces that God has worked through them. So, choose things that are relevant to you. So, first tip, pray months in advance. Second tip, choose things that are relative to you. Third possibly most important tip depending on where you're at in your life do not just give up a food or beverage because it's secretly a diet for you I did this I was guilty of this for years and you never could have convinced me otherwise but in high school I struggled with a lot of anxiety surrounding eating. We'll just leave it at that for now. And there was this pressure. I don't know where it was coming from, probably from myself, maybe from society. There was this huge pressure to look a certain way. And so even outside of Lent, I would just try to not eat certain foods or work out a certain amount every week because I wanted to weigh however much or I wanted to lose however much weight even though I didn't need to lose any weight. I wanted to look a certain way so that people would look at me in a certain way. I'm sure a lot of you relate to this. So when Lent would come around, I, I tried convincing myself that I was fasting, let's say, from eating between meals. I would fast from eating between meals because that's fasting and that's a good holy practice. That's that's true if you're doing it for that reason. If you're doing it because you know how much you love food and you're offering that to God. Now, if in the back of your mind, though, you're secretly like, yeah, but it's also going to help me lose five pounds. Or, yeah, but it's also going to help me look this certain way. I want to tell y'all something that I heard recently that struck me like lightning. God does not call us to perfection of our bodies. He calls us to perfection of our souls. So if you're like I was in high school, and you know, now that you hear me say that, that your Lenten promise, at least as far as fasting, 
is something that you're just secretly doing as a diet, I need you to know in the most loving way possible. I need you to know that does nothing to glorify God. This is you trying to glorify your body in your own eyes and in the eyes of possibly other people. God doesn't look down on you and cheer you on because you're only going to be happy when you look a certain way or weigh a certain amount. God wants you to be healthy and happy and holy. So, if you're fasting from something truly in the bottom of your heart, you know this to be true for a health reason, because that's fair. Awesome. Or if you know that whatever you're giving up is really helping you come closer to God by giving that thing up. Because I, I have done that before too. Like, even though I did it for the wrong reasons in high school, there was one Lent in college that was extremely fruitful for me where I gave up sweets on any day except Sundays and special feast days because I had heard different religious communities did that or I heard um, one of my friends say that her family did that growing up just to make those days extra special and also to know that feasting is really special and maybe should be reserved for special occasions. I don't do that anymore though. I don't feel called to do that. I haven't felt called to do that any other Lent. Um, but that Lent, it was extremely good and fruitful for me because I was truly doing it because I wanted to glorify God in that way. So just a word of caution, but definitely a tip. My third tip, my third and final tip, do not give up a certain food or beverage just because it's secretly a diet. God doesn't call you to glorify, or God does not call you to perfection of your body, but of your soul. So is this actually helping you help yourself by helping yourself get to heaven, not reach a certain weight or dress size? Okay, so just to reiterate really quickly, those three tips. Pray months in advance about what God is calling you to do for Lent. Choose things that are relevant to you that will really help you Help yourself, help yourself with God, <laughs> help get right with God, and help get right with others. And three, don't secretly fast from something or some things during Lent because it's a diet. God doesn't call you to perfection of your body, but perfection of your soul. I hope those things help. Please comment below as to what was most helpful for you in this video. Please comment below if you have any other input or insights regarding the season of Lent. I would love to hear them. Or if you have any clarifying questions or would like me to talk about any other aspect of Lent, please also feel free to comment below. And without further ado, will you please pray with me? All for the greater glory of God. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. As always, please consider becoming one of my patrons and see a link in the description below for how to do that. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to see what else Joy and Hope is up to lately. And if you liked this video, please give it a like, 
share with other people you know might be confused about Lent. And as always, feel free to comment with any clarifying questions or concerns, because I care about you and what you think. <laughs> Thanks, guys. God bless, and hope the rest of your Lent is awesome. God bless. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Joy and Hope podcast, where we seek to bring light to the dark. If you enjoy our mission, we would love for you to become a patron on Patreon. Our patrons are what make it possible for us to continue doing Joy and Hope full time, bringing you the inspiring creative content that uplifts you to live more joyful, hopeful lives. So please consider supporting us. Thanks so much for being here today. God bless and see you next time.